Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And welcome to Secure the Insecure, the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert, and every week I'm joined by one very special guest. My guest this week for the past two years has been part of the Chelsea lifestyle. You know him, we love him. We saw him on X on the beach last year causing drama. He then comes back to Maiden Chelsea and then just ditches us. You know, we all go into lockdown. We come back. We go, yes, Maiden Chelsea's back. They're in bubbles. They're in houses. And he's not there. I'm delighted. Well, I'd like to say I'm delighted. I don't know if I'm delighted anymore. My dear mate, Miles Nazir is here. Hello, Miles. <laughs> hey, Johnny. How are you? I've been trying to get you on this podcast for what? When did I first meet you? Like two years ago? Two I was like, ago. please do it. And you're like, no, not doing it. Not doing it. <laughs> Why now? Why have you decided now's the time to open up to me, Miles? I think, I, I think you know what? So much has gone on that it's now time to explain what, what's going on. What's happening? What's happened to Mars' life? So I was like, why not go on, the, on, on your podcast finally after all this time? Two years it's taken me. So go on. What's happened? Because apparently two years ago, it wasn't bad enough that you had to justify yourself <laughs> coming on here. <laughs> what's, you, know, you know what's happened? Look, like 2020's happened. COVID's happened. That's what's happened. To be fair, like this is probably going to be the first... I'm, you know, I don't even know what the questions are going to be like yet, but I, you know, I haven't really openly spoken about what's happened uh, for Mars in 2020. Okay, so go on. Now we're all talking in third person. Johnny wants to know what's happened to Mars in 2020. <laughs> so what happened to Mars? Um, so uh, you know what? It was. Uh, it was a. I had a very tough season um, before lockdown, and as they were filming into the new season, uh, I think it was series 20. Um, I felt very much like I needed to um, take a step back, take a, take a break, really. I think everyone who's done reality TV understands this. And I think a lot of viewers maybe don't understand it. I mean, I mean the, the endless DMs I get every day by where are you? Why are you not on the show? And where we miss you and all this. It's like, it, it feels, I feel very grateful to have those messages. But at the same time, it was a very, very valid reason for me to like actually take a step back because I needed, I needed a breather. And I think I took lockdown as um as an escape i guess to be like okay actually now it's lockdown i might as well take this break um that i can 
So we obviously saw in season 18, you and Maeve and what had gone on there. And still the after effects that she was trying to move on. And you were like, no, I kind of want you. Then you went to TIFF in season 19. You had your yeah. bit of fun with her. Bringing it up to date then, you said that you went through a hard time that you wanted to get away from this reality TV bubble. What happened to you mentally to get you into that position to go, right, I actually want to effectively quit my job? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it sounds so, when you say it like that, yeah, it does sound quite deep. Um, at the time, it wasn't very much in my head of like, oh, I want to quit TV or want to quit Main in Chelsea. Like, I love the show so much and I love what it's given me and uh, I'm very fortunate to be in the position I am now. But at the time, everything was so crazy. And for people who don't know the show, you know, when you're filming, it is, you know, you're filming constantly, especially when you're right in the mix of the drama. You're filming constantly. You're always around the drama. Like, and also I lived at the time still with Habs and, and Emily. And when you're in that environment of filming with them, going back home, there's no switch off. And I never felt that I could actually relax and, you know, go home and, and just not think about what dramas have gone on in my life. And I think when lockdown happened, I was just very much, okay, th this is my time to take a breather from everything, from all my friends. And I love my friends a bit. And, you know, I you know, some of them are not annoyed, but some of them feel like I haven't really spent a lot of time with them. And it wasn't because I don't want to spend time with them. It's because I just needed that break. I really just needed some time off uh, mentally because it got very serious for me. You know, when you have some real relationship and real dramas and real friendships that are, are going on in your life and they all kind of intertwine and, and they, they get messy, it can get really stressful. And I need, I just needed to be like, okay, well, for me to go back into this environment again you know i need to feel like i've taken care of myself first well as you said you lived with sophie habu who's obviously with jamie lang now they've moved out together emily blackwell's moved out of harvey armstrong yeah. as a three though you were as you said filming on location you'd come back home you might have scenes in your flat did you ever think that line is there are no cameras but it almost feels like the cameras are there it almost feels like we're building up to a storyline that emily you're going to say something to me now if i say something back to you you mm. might want to use that on TV. That is your storyline for that episode. Yeah. We always saw you fall out quite a bit towards the yeah. end. Yeah, no, 100%. It was a lot of the time when we were at home, I always, almost always had to like talk to myself and go, okay, don't say this because they can use that in an argument. Don't talk about your emotions because they can bring that up to someone. And that was horrible. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Habs and Emily to bits and they're, they're, very, they're still very good friends of mine. But when you're in that environment, which is you're making an entertainment show, right? You're making TV and it's our real lives. You're filming every aspect of it. So sometimes on the downtimes, when you don't really necessarily want to talk about your relationships or your friendships or, or the drama that's going on, and you just want to talk a bit like, you know, your, 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 your dark side or your emotions, you know, the side where you kind of feel like you're secure with someone, um, you've got to be careful because, you know, it, it is your job to, to, to kind of talk about other people. That is the whole premise of, you know, main Chelsea. So it was amazing at the time because I got to live an amazing two years and TV and, and filming loads of stories and, and having fun with my friends. But it was also, it came to a point where I just needed a, a, a breather, really. Made in Chelsea was created by a guy, I don't know if you know this, called Darren Little. Had already done Towie. Towie was uh, 2010 and then Made in Chelsea came along in 2011, one year after. Towie up to date now have started looking at mental health Gatsby who was on my podcast last week looked at loneliness and opened up that conversation 
as you said, Made in Chelsea is all about the drama, but there's mm. not enough chat about mental health. Now, you're in a group of boys, and we see you as boys, and we see you, you know, laughing and chilling and, you know, gossiping, but we never see that mental health side where we actually open up about our emotions. Firstly, do you think that boys don't talk enough about their mental health? And secondly, why is the show not doing it? Yeah, so, uh, the, especially my group of boys, like, there is a definitely a big um, image of being okay i'm the boy you know i go to the gym i'm a lad blah 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 and i think um i'm very fortunate enough that the group of friends that i'm with we are very 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 open with our emotions some of us still not very but uh the majority of us are very much like okay well if there is a problem we're going to talk about it and it's really really nice to be a part of a group like that and you know and it's it's most of the boys on chelsea like you know tristan harvey um and and we we do have those deep conversations now in regards to the show, you know, you've got to think about so many different aspects of it. Like there have been a lot of moments where the show, um, I talk about, you know, deeper issues, you know, there was, um, Liv Bentley talking about her alopecia, um, you know, Mitten about his mother that passed away. So we do cover those bits, but I think it's, you know, in TV, you've just got to be very careful of how you rep- you present it because, you know, you're, you're going to get clashed all the time, no matter what you do um, on TV, no matter what you say, whether it's good or bad, there's going to be someone who's not going to like it. And I think main Chelsea is now only developing. Maybe it's a bit behind. Maybe Towie's, you know, really kind of at the forefront of showing that. And we are a bit behind, but we're getting there. And I think I've spoken to a lot of producers and the upcoming series, you know, 2021, we will be showing a lot more of that, especially on my side. They've asked me many times, what do you want to talk about on the show? You know, because that's what it is. You know, you're talking about your life. And one big thing for me is mental health. And I think a lot of people know that on my show, socials, I talk about it a lot because I've struggled with mental health and um, my friends do as well. And we don't, we don't talk about it enough. And I think hopefully, very, very hopefully, um, now, you know, talking a bit more about deeper subjects on the show, we will end up talking a bit more about the mental health, especially in men on the show. You had a breakdown when you were in your teenagers and your mental health really impacted you. What happened? It was a time in my life where I was very young and, and uh, uh, vulnerable. Um, and I had, for about six months, I was having panic attacks pretty much 10 times a day. And I couldn't control uh, my, my fear, my heart, everything. And it, it was a very big struggle for me and my family because my family thought they, they had lost me because I was going through a very, very um, dark time. But that would, be, that would be another conversation when we have more time because it, it gets very deep on that one. <laughs> how, how do we go from that to love? Um, well, gear change. Well, one more question about mental health, that's okay with you. Um, yeah, yeah. How do you pick yourself up? What are your coping mechanisms now? Because I'm very into gratitude diaries. And then I had a bit of a downtime. The past couple of days, basically, I've, um, I've gone on this low-sugar no uh carbs diet and the past two days i've been in a horrific mood and for the past month i was massive into gratitude diaries and i was writing every day i've I've still kept my twenty thousand steps a walk a day i can't bring myself to do a gratitude diet i can't bring myself yes i can say i've made my bed but i don't feel like i've actually accomplished anything i don't feel like i've made any difference and i'm at the moment very solemn like this interview actually when we're recording this has saved me because i was in a really bad way and then when i found i was talking to you and just even talking to you it's just like kind of sat me out for that moment yeah what's your coping mechanisms that you find helpful for you 
Um, you know what? Like, I, I, I couldn't agree. Like, it's, it's very, like, what you're saying is, it speaks a lot to me as well, because in the first lockdown, I was feeling exactly the same. Um, I, I could, like you said, like, I, I could wake up, do my bed, and, you know, the day was okay. That's, that's how I would settle it. It was never, oh, I felt accomplished by this, or I feel happy about this. It was just very, this is, this is, this is uncomfortable where I'm sitting and that's it. And it, I didn't feel happy um, most of the time. And I think that what I did was I just changed certain little aspects um, uh, in, my, in my daily routine that enabled me to um, take the focus off why I'm sad and put the focus on what I want to do and what I enjoy. So like you just said, you, you know, taking the time to talk to me and do this podcast, you know, sets you aside and, and is, it gives you a bit more of a light, right? So me, it was the same thing. I just started working on a project and every day I'd write a bit about what I like to do. And it was almost like a brainstorm for myself. And then it developed so much into actually creating a business, what I'm going to be launching hopefully very, very soon that um, I forgot that I was, you know, just not sad, typically but very just mundane and very you know like okay with life i love it i love it my friend um let's move the conversation on you are working with badu i mean as much as you're here to talk to me because you love me um (laughs) apparently you only want to talk to me when you get paid to do it so so, um, i know um (laughs) so obviously we saw you on x on the beach and it's back x in the city on on now tv now you're working with Badu, a ball about dating in 2020 and how we're moving that conversation on in 2021. Yeah. And loads of people are signing up to it. Nearly 3 billion first chats across the globe in the last 11 months and 2 billion matches have happened on Badu. Are you single? Are you on Badu? How's the dating going for you, my friend? I mean, yes, first of all, I am still very, very single, which, I mean, has never changed. Um, uh, yes, I am also on Badu and uh, dating uh, virtually has been the new trend it's just become something that everyone is doing the first lockdown everyone panicked and didn't really know what to do and um we kind of just i think because we couldn't be social being social online was the 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 forefront of of the first lockdown so you know i mean not only myself but a lot of my friends um are on dated apps and have tried that dating period and i found it very different and i think going into 2021 dating has changed a lot uh, in terms of um, how how we how we actually talk to 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 you know uh, a future partner, um, so yeah, for me it's it, it's it's been really fun, especially with all these new trends um, going on 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 the app. And um, I, I've been I've been still single, still searching for the one, but um, hopefully it will happen soon. Are you finding it hard though that people will see your picture come up and go, oh my god, it's Mars made in Chelsea, and then they swipe right and they're like, oh my god, biggest fan of yours, and they're not actually trying to get to know you; they want to just be a celebrity. Yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one because I, I, I'll like, I'll try to, um, uh, try to a lot. I get a lot of questions also go to me. Oh, would you ever like date a fan or date someone who you know likes the show or anything? And I say yes because you know I would never say no to anyone. Like if someone, if I'm attracted to someone, I will be. But it is hard because I've dated previously, you know, online dating, it, it goes, you go off topic and instead of like getting to know each other and flirting, uh, sometimes it's very much, oh my God, I saw this scene. You were so good in that scene. Oh my God, I've watched the show and um, how come you're not with Maver anymore? And it's like, oh, so are you just here to quiz me about the show or do you want to get to know me? 
So yeah, it, it, it can be tough. It can be tough dating. I've found my way around it. Video calls are the one. I've been doing video calls because then you can kind of assess straight away. And if you can't, if you don't like them or if you feel like it's a weird vibe, you can just, that's it, end the call, block. <laughs> <laughs> and are you getting dressed for these dates virtually or are you like, I'm going to wear a shirt on top and nothing underneath and they will never know until I need the phone, the uh, uh, laptop charger? <laughs> yep, exactly. Not that that's happened to me, apparently. <laughs> definitely know that has happened to you and it's happened to everyone because i i have done it like i've gone on virtual dates uh, uh on these video chats which are really really fun to do because it's the only thing we can do right so i've i've been you know i've dressed up when i say dress up and i'm not in a suit and tie but i've got a nice shirt on you know my hair's all done up you know i might be wearing you know like a nice little like you know neck scarf well i don't know what it is and then they have no idea we're chatting along and in my mind i'm laughing at myself because i've got nothing underneath and it's it's brilliant and i think that's what being the comfort of your home being able to do these virtual dates and it's it's fun it from another episode of securing skirt if you've liked what you heard please do me a favor rate the podcast subscribe to it and share it please let everyone know it's okay to not be okay don't forget we're on instagram at security and secure podcast is where you can find us and also i'm at johnny seifert until next week i've been johnny seifert thank you so much for listening thank you and goodbye catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.